Welcome to the Art of Intention podcast with Beth and Ayla, two best friends turned creative entrepreneurs. This is a place for us to discuss everything business, friendships, and faith, and occasionally more. We're so excited for today's episode. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Intention and happy Monday. We're honestly both in the absolute thick of busy season right now, but we wanted <laughs> yes. to come on the show today and have like, you know, a laid back chat time about something that both Ayla and I have struggled with. Um, and maybe you can relate to it, and that's shyness. Yeah. And while that word looks different on Beth and I, actually very different, of course, we've both experienced it in different ways and we have both had to navigate shyness in our lives and our businesses. And we wanted to just send some encouragement your way if you've had similar struggles. Yeah. We think you'll really enjoy this episode. But first, let's hop into community news. All right. I want to point out for community news today, this news is like pretty fresh as of yesterday but Mm -hmm. by the time this podcast goes out it might be less fresh so let the record show i was caught up on my current (laughs) trends and news even if it doesn't sound like it but yesterday who knows if people knew about it beforehand but yesterday um i follow one of the main like actual like creators and ceos of instagram and he announced this on his page yesterday and that is instagram threads so beth have you heard much about threads like today as of us recording this exact same as you. I heard about it yesterday. Um, I don't know if I follow the same person as you, but I follow somebody who's like has a big Instagram account. They don't work for Instagram, but they have a big Instagram account and they talked about it. And I honestly kind of glossed by it and then saw them using it. And I was like, oh, it's by Instagram. So yeah. I thought maybe I should look into it. So I saved it to talk about on community news. Um, and I thought it was an Instagram update, but then I've learned it's basically like a new app. And then I was like, okay, okay. millions of people have signed up for it by the time we were recording this and I heard about it yesterday and like so many photographers and other people I already know are like follow me on threads follow me on threads and I like barely have my head wrapped around what it is but um we heard basically and I do have a description that I'll read from it my initial thoughts and um kind of what everyone is saying I follow the one photographer um Nathan Chansky on Instagram and he was posting about it like actually minutes before we sat down to record this and he tried it out and hopped on there and it's basically Instagram but very word-based so it's kind of like Twitter Twitter. and he was like I think I kind of like this I think it's a cool and like appropriate way to interact with a large audience like that's not necessarily messaging but kind of just like word-based posting so I went to the I went to like look at it on Instagram because it was like new to Instagram threads and then it's an Instagram app so when you click on that in your Instagram app you're taken to the app store and so I just screenshotted actually the description of what it is because it might be able to word it better than I can but it says threads an Instagram app about this app share ideas and trends with text Say more with Threads, Instagram's text-based conversation app. Threads is where communities come together to discuss everything from the topics you care about today to what will be trending tomorrow. Whatever it is you're interested in, you can follow and connect directly with your favorite creators and others who love the same things or build a loyal following of your own to share your ideas, opinions, and creativity in the world. And then here's a few things you can do on Threads. Access your Instagram followers. Your Instagram username and verification badge are reserved for you, so automatically follow the same accounts you follow on Instagram in a few taps and discover new accounts too. So it seems like you can choose to just follow who you already follow or follow all new people. Share your point of view. Spin up a new thread to express what's on your mind. This is your space to be yourself and control who can reply, which I think is kind of interesting. And then from there on, it's just sharing, uh, interacting with your followers, connecting with people. And it seems to be like you can post conversations that people discuss in the thread. So kind of like Twitter. Wow. Twitter is almost like Reddit a little bit in that way too. I don't know much about Reddit. Would that be Uh, it? Or is it just – Kind of, I guess. Because Reddit's kind of known for its like subreddits, so you can create one and then multiple posts happen within there. But then from then on, there is comments and threads and stuff. So yeah, anyways, that's new as so of a couple days interesting. ago. Interesting. Yeah, we'll have to create accounts. We can't sit on this one. Yeah, I know. Like every other app that's come out ever that I'm like, oh, it's fine. Well, we were saying we might need to create one for Art of Intention and then we can hang out with you guys on there, get yeah. get episode ideas, get topic ideas, 
hang out yeah. with you guys. So continue yeah. the conversation about these topics because a lot of times, you know, we want to keep talking to you about these topics. So yeah, you might be able to find us on threads in, in a little bit. Yeah. So today we're talking about shyness and overcoming shyness and finding power in it. And I'm really excited about this because yeah, I don't know. I wanted to go into a little bit of background on us and our experience with overcoming shyness. So Beth, I know this topic is really important to you and you did kind of talk about this in um, one of the recent episodes we did on how to know if you're ready for marriage and like how you took a lot of time to like get over being shy. And I think you were kind of more shy than I was growing up. So do you mind sharing a bit about that experience? Yeah. Okay. Wow. And just a heads up for everyone. This is a very, like we said, conversational episode. We're not super prepared with like, you know, a script or anything. We're, <laughs> We're not just chatting. Yeah. Um, so hang on with us while we just try to reminisce and like remember all these things. Cause I, yeah. Wow. My personal shyness journey, I guess I'll call it that if that's not too cheesy. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of wild. It's kind of different. Um, I was crazy shy and I think I've mentioned that before on this podcast, but I mean, I, I don't even know how to properly explain how shy I was. Um, but I just, I was like afraid to talk to people. I didn't want people to even look at me. Like I just, I, I hated like interacting with people. I was so scared to do that. Like in class, I would not talk to other people. I would not, I don't think one time in my entire life did I raise my hand in elementary school or high school to ask a single question in class? Mm. Not once. I couldn't do it. I physically could not make that happen. Um, but yeah, so very, very shy childhood, high school, elementary school. One thing that I should know is that hanging out with like you, Ayla, helped me a lot to get out of my comfort zone. Oh. Um, we'll talk so much more about this, I'm sure, through this episode. But um, you, because I know you were shy in your own ways too, like you were, you know, you're going to talk about it, but, um, you were more bold in ways that I wasn't, or maybe I should just say more comfortable in ways that I wasn't like we would go to that lake that we'd always grow up going to. And, yeah. um, you weren't afraid to like walk in front of crowds to walk to the store or, um, right. you know, like that. so being around you being, I thought what I thought was brave helped me to just kind of like distract from what made me shy. So like I would focus on mm. having you and just, oh, Ayla's would just follow Ayla. Like it's fine. And that, so that side note with that, that helped a lot with this. But yeah, so having a best friend is really good for shyness. Um, but, and then when I realized that nothing bad happened from being in public, being around you, it helped me <laughs> But yeah, so I'm trying to figure out how to like explain this. But I think I'm just – Well, I remember that with like crowds specifically too. Like we'd go to like get an ice cream and if it was crowded, you were like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I was like, it's okay. You know, like it's okay. And like every time it just got a little better. That's honestly me. I'll get into it. But that's honestly me now. Like it's kind of shifted. Like now I cannot deal. (laughs) But I was like – yeah, I was pretty outgoing as a kid. And I think that just – yeah, helped us meddle really well because you chilled me out. Like I was super loud and like a wee bit obnoxious when I was younger. <laughs> no, I needed that though. We, see, that's the thing we talked about before on this podcast. You and I were such a great duo because in the ways we were opposite, we needed that in each other. You brought me out of my comfort zone and then we just, but then I just like kept us, I don't know, like just kind of chilling. Yeah. Chilling, yeah. Chilling. Um, but I don't know. I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with how, how you were. I don't think you were too outgoing or anything. <laughs> well, thanks. I think it was amazing. I think that you, yeah. Well, and what I love about you is that you were always understanding and patient with me, but mm. you didn't make us go hide. Like when I was getting nervous in front of those crowds, you would just say, oh, like, no worries. Like, it's totally fine. Like I can go walk up first. I can do the talking, but you didn't say, oh, okay, then let's go. You you kept oh, me in this. That was so important. Yeah, exactly. I don't, and again, I don't know if you were doing that on purpose. You were just like, no, we're getting our ice cream and fries. Uh, probably <laughs> more so that, but yes. <laughs> yeah. You also weren't like, why? Like, why are you feeling bad right now? What are you talking about? That's stupid. Like, you right. had a very good way of just being like, no, like, oh, oh okay, I hear you. Let's go. Like, I, I don't yeah. even know. We'll, we'll talk more, I think, about why I think that's a good strategy, whether you meant yeah. to or not. And you'll No, I never it. caught that. That's cool. Yeah, no, it was amazing. You you were exactly what I needed. So you, I owe a big part of me getting over shy to you just naturally, like our best friendship. Mm-hmm. But there were specific decisions I made too. And so I guess I'll skip to that, like with high school. Um, so yeah, sure. very shy for all of that time. I spent about two years in high school just still being deathly shy. Um, and I actually a note with that, Ayla and I did go to the same high school, but she was in a different class. So I wasn't I didn't have her in the classes. I was at a new place, new environment, new people, big classes, in my opinion, because I was from a tiny school. And so, you know, didn't have like someone who helped me always get over being shy. Anyways, 
So um, this is where my story is a little bit different than most people. And so hang on to me with this. I'll try to be quick with it. But um, a lot of people say that like changes don't happen overnight, like things like this don't happen overnight. Um, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it did for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. But I literally decided one day that I was not going to care what people thought of me, that I was going to try not to be shy anymore. Before I go into this, I'm still shy naturally. There are still moments right. I have where I get shy. And I think like you you said that to Ailey. You're yeah. like, well, now I don't like crowds. Like there's still yeah. there's still these parts of us that, you know, get in our heads. But I was like, I'm making the decision. I am done caring what people think about me. I am done right. being shy. Now, there were things that went into that. So I'll try to summarize like why that happened. A uh, big point is that I really wanted to be like popular and have friends. I was tired of being scared of like everyone like looking at me and stuff. Um mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, let me just like summarize it like this. There was like four, maybe five things that I did that led to this decision. Um, Number one, I was really encouraged at that time in my life by like the Bible studies and the youth group I was going to um, that like God loved me as I was. Yeah, and I was finding confidence in who God like – who God wanted me to be and that God didn't make mistakes. Something that made a big difference to me. And again, I never heard all of this just once. So anything I'm talking about now, it wasn't like I heard someone say this and my life was changed forever. This is like was being poured into me week after week. But I really, yeah. a big impactful phrase for me was um, learn how to see yourself through God's eyes. And so I was, I learned, I tried to learn how to do that. Because obviously if you do that, then you're going to, you know, realize that you're, you're okay, that you're fine. Um, the second thing was, motivation to make more friends. Like I said before, I was really like really trying to make friends and I wanted to be able to talk to classmates. Like people would ask me a question in class and I would not be able to respond. Like I was that shy. Just like, which just was terrible. Um, so yeah, I was also crushing on Chad at the time and and I was like, okay, if I, if I have a crush on him, I want to date him that I'm going to need to open my mouth and speak when he asks me questions in class. Like he has bad. (laughs) I know it's so hard. He'll, he loves to talk about how like I, um, cause seeing this from his perspective is funny because he said that for an entire six months, the only thing I talked about was my knee. And I was like, what do you mean? So like I had a knee injury at the time. And he was like, I couldn't get you to talk about anything else. Like I'd ask you questions because I, found my comfort zone. I was like, okay, I can talk about this. Like, it's fine. Like I, I'm comfortable talking about that. And apparently like on my side, I'm just thinking I'm doing so great having conversations. But on his side, he was like, that's literally all you talked about. Like I, you know, so yeah, <laughs> I, was doing, I was getting better. Okay. Anyways. Um, the third one was I was sick of being like sick to my stomach every day. Like I said, if someone would talk to me, if I had to have a question, if someone looked at me, like I would get a physical stomach ache and I was just sick of being sick every single day for my entire life. Um, and another thing, uh, I noticed this would be maybe like thing number four. I noticed that at church specifically, when I did speak to people like who were my friends or like, you know, like people in my age group that they would enjoy what I had to say. <laughs> and this sounds maybe so like dumb. No, I, un- I understand you 100%. I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it must I be a weird to- kid thing. Like when people actually like start to enjoy being around you, <laughs> you're like, wow, <laughs> you're, wait a second. I'm not just like an outcast. It's just like, yeah. exactly. Dude, that, that made one of the biggest differences. And of course, you were in my church group too. So I was always, I, I think the reason I was able to talk to people in church was because I was with you. So again, right. emphasizing having that best friend really helped a lot. Um, but anyways, I was like, wait a second, I make jokes, people would laugh. Like I was, you know, not really made fun of. It was just so great. So that was one of the biggest key moments was being in these groups and meeting new people and actually like enjoying their company and noticing that they were enjoying mine. And that was like, boom, that was like, okay, I can do this. And the very last thing, to be honest, I don't know how this is going to sound. It's going to sound shallow. And I don't have time to really explain, I think, all the things behind it. But it made a big difference in me being able to be, like, confident. And that's, like, changes to my, like, appearance. Like, I started wearing glasses and, like, I got braces and my teeth got fixed, stuff like that where I know it's shallow and it really doesn't matter what you look like. Well, and I also wasn't allowed allowed to wear makeup until I was 16. And, again, Mm -hmm. not, not bashing that. I think my mom made a fine decision with that. But being in high school three years in, not wearing makeup and you're the only girl and then it's just all this stuff does make a difference in how you're confident so like in the same high school too when that's just like all everyone's thinking about yeah yeah exactly and not saying it's right to be thinking about that but let's be honest that's real life and it was just such a big part of me and my 
confidence. Um, anyway, so it was like overnight. The reason I say it was an overnight change for me because literally the day I got contacts, I also started wearing makeup. And so it was like makeup, contacts, my teeth were like getting fixed. And I was like had all this stuff in the past pouring into make people at church, like getting more mm-hmm. comfortable with that, you know. So it was just – it all wrapped together to where one night I was like, that's it. I'm done. And literally from that day on, when – I just would be like, if someone would talk to me, I would just make myself talk louder than I would normally want to talk because I'd be very whispery and like shy. I would just talk with confidence. I would say a joke even if I thought, you know what, this might not land. I would stop myself from overthinking it and I would just like joke. I would respond. I would laugh when they said something funny. Like, and it just, it was hard. But after I made that decision, I mean, it was like a whole new world. I think I was on cloud nine for the next like two years. I made so many more friends. I felt like people enjoyed my company. I enjoyed other people's company. And I just, I didn't feel sick like every day. And of course I could go, maybe I'll go into this later in the podcast if you think we have time, but having to make those changes in my business makes, you know, in my job, my career made a big difference too. But yeah, it was it was a very unique experience going from being the most shy person I've ever met. And to this day, I've never met anyone who's as shy as I was, at least not that mm-hmm. I know. Maybe I just don't know because I'm not – because they're not talking to me. But Yeah, because they're shy. <laughs> but yeah. 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 No, we'll definitely get into um, how like if you're more introverted or if you're shy because those are two different things. But generally yeah. like if you work in a people-centered business, that is something you have to put to the side. So no, that's definitely – something that I think will come up. But I I remember just, yeah, being like side by side with you through this. And it was crazy because when it was you and me, I guess I couldn't tell as much because, you yeah. know, if you're hanging out with your best friend, it was completely yeah. fine. There's no shyness. Then, yeah, well, yeah. Once we started getting older and going places, I think I do remember that. And some days you were chill. And then some days it was yes. like, I, I like don't really want to do this. Like it was yep. – it wasn't linear in the very beginning. You know, it was very much until – but I remember directly when you made that decision. And I think I also remember, if it's okay to say, um, yeah. but I remember like social media was becoming a thing and we'd go to like take pictures and – you'd get like nervous about what pictures would be posted because you were like, no, I want to look this way. I want to be this way. I want to And then like, I remember when that changed and I was like, this picture is not very good. And you're like, post it. Like, I don't care. Like even that changed with your confidence. And I remember with like the way you did your hair and the way you did makeup. I remember you wore makeup for a bit, nothing heavy. Like you wore a very normal amount of makeup, but then you stopped again because you were like, oh, now I'm yeah. comfortable with myself. And then you didn't wear makeup for like years. Like I remember that was like, you were like, I can finally wear this. I I feel good. I feel confident. And then you didn't need to wear it as much anymore. It was just yeah. something about like trying it, breaking out. Yes. And like, and then you became like way more confident in your appearance and stuff than sometimes I was, you know, like mm. there was different waves of us caring about that. Like sometimes I cared and you didn't and like yeah. vice versa. But I just, I remember that. And it's, I didn't realize that I guess it was like a decision one day that you made. And I think that's yeah. so powerful to like have that, that insight of like, I'm done. I'm done being this way. Cause, yeah. cause some people, and I'll get into it. Some people can let that just continue to be who they are for years and not to say it's not hard, but a lot of things in life sometimes come down to a decision. And I just, I think that's I really cool. Yeah. That's so interesting. And yeah, good. I forgot to bring up the makeup thing. That's a good point. I had a really weird relationship with makeup. I think I needed makeup to give me that final boost because it was kind of like a comfort. It was kind of like a comfort zone. I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to talk to these people because I don't have to worry about this aspect of my looks, which again, I know that's shallow based, but as a kid, you know, as you a think teenage about girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I felt like I, I was taking away one of the factors of anxiety so I could just go in and start having these conversations. And then, like I said, once those relationships built, my confidence built and I didn't need makeup. But I did notice myself. So you're talking about that one time where I stopped wearing makeup. That's I forgot about that. That summer after junior year when I like first started wearing makeup, oh, I found right. out I was dependent on it. So like I remember one day I did I was like panicking late to leave the house. And I was like, I can't leave till I put on my makeup. And I was like, okay, I'm dependent on makeup. <laughs> And so, yeah. well, but, but I finished out the school year and then that summer I was like, I'm going to get like no makeup all summer. That's my challenge to myself. And by the end of it, I want to like how I look without makeup. And I did and it went great. And then from there on, it was like, I'd wear mascara maybe. And again, not saying I thought I was amazing, but I just enjoyed one less thing to stress about and having the confidence still. So, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's cool. And like, I guess I've never thought about this before, but I guess it's okay to like have a crutch or two to help yourself get over that 
and then put it down later. Like it's okay to be like, you know what? I'd want to just dress a certain way. That'll make me feel better. But yeah, not becoming dependent, but just to help get you in the door. I think that that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I guess for me, I don't know. I'm sort of backwards and like opposite to you. Um, Because I I wouldn't really consider myself shy. It depends Mm -hmm. on the situation. Um, I was a very outgoing child. I was super extroverted. I wore crazy clothes. I was really wild and bubbly. And I talked a lot, like just a little chatterbox. And in (laughs) high school, I chilled out a bit. But I still had a really crazy style. I used to have the absolute rainbow of skinny jeans that I would wear with like checkered yes. shirts and like suspenders and my hair was always crazy colors like and yep. low-key missed that a bit like not <laughs> gonna awesome. lie I should just bring it all back but and I was active in theater so things like presentations um and public speaking never really bothered me I was really shy against like popular kids they terrified me they were so scary I somewhat talked to slash halfway dated this one kid who like his friends were the popular kids. So we'd go eat lunch together. And I was just like, <gasps> like I was freaking out the entire time. Cause they just, they, they scared me. They seemed mean. Probably. I actually know a lot of them like later in life and they're so nice. Like it's completely <laughs> fine, but that was kind of part of it. So like with my own friends and like in my clubs and theater and stuff, I was super outgoing. And then with people I didn't know as well, who I was worried might like bully me or something, then I would like really yeah. like, suck back in to myself I guess yeah but however like now in life I'm a huge introvert and I think despite being uh social and outgoing as a child I was still always very comfortable solo like I could entertain myself for hours in my room I didn't need to be around people reading or drawing but I also again like you I liked stuff like church and our church activities and when I was really struggling with school like academically and stress wise again hanging out with you and like our church friends really like that was my one piece and my one stress relief so I did sometimes get like my energy my rejuvenation back from that but overall I've definitely been more introverted um especially the end of high school and on I really grew to prefer my own company and that of like a close circle of friends like I did not need to hang out with 15 plus friends as much I just needed a few around me um I took the 16 personalities test at one point I think in like 2018 and I was like 60% introvert and 40% extrovert which lined up at the time because I'm good at meeting new people like in a room full of new people for about one day I can be like hey where are you all from how's it going and then day two I'm like ugh. Like nobody breathe around me like nobody um and then the pandemic came and like sealed my fate uh, I took that test again in like 2022, and I think I was like 85% introvert. <laughs> I love <laughs> and it. And I was like, I I liked that too much. Like lockdowns happened, and they were like work, and then nowhere else. And I was like, excellent. Right, yeah. Sounds good to me. I don't need an excuse for anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, while being an introvert is different than being shy, I still think that. Um, like that's kept me from kind of delving into like the photography industry. Like I've had a few Mm -hmm. of my photographers ask, like, were you ever a photographer? You do editing? I never was Um, because you're working with people in very close quarters and you have to have this good charisma and character all the time. And I think I could do it because I do love people and like working with people, but it could not be my job. But I think the one thing that did keep me functioning is I've always worked in my adult life. I've worked in some kind of customer service, like food service, um, all through the pandemic and still now along with editing. And I think that early exposure to that environment helped me continue to foster good people skills and patient skills and like problem solving and working with people and like keeping them happy. I think if I went a few years without working in customer service or some kind of people oriented field, I would have a really hard time getting back into it. Because um, as introverted as I am, I like having people focus jobs or else I would probably like never see anybody. And that's not really a good a good thing. So it's kind of interesting. I, I don't really know what shifted as I started out like super outgoing and extroverted. And I'm still like that within my circle of friends. But something about like right. going new places just like, I don't know, hasn't hasn't really come around as much. Yeah, that's so interesting to me. You're definitely like, oh, it's so inspiring because I've always seen you as really good at both, um, like you said. And of course, I always admired how outgoing you could be. Um, and I think for a long time, I thought you were both. Like something interesting, um, my older sister told me once that like a very tiny, tiny percentage of the population is actually both introvert and extrovert. Like there isn't right. – like there's just – you can't say you're just one. They're both. And for a long time, I think I would have thought that you were both. Mm-hmm. But – 
then, and as you're talking, you were kind of explaining this, like as you got older, you kind of like really started to shift over towards more being introverted. And I'm wondering yeah. if it's just because once you were an adult and you could control like what your life looked like That's more. That's true. Yeah. Gravitate towards what gave you peace. And also maybe as you gain more confidence in just who you were, you weren't trying to be like, oh, I have to do this or I have to, you know, go pursue these things. So I don't know. I It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like you're not in as many classes or church programs or anything Mm -hmm. like that. The gym we just recently started going to has like um, Zumba and like Pilates classes. And I told Chris, I was like, I should probably go to one of those. So I like meet some people (laughs) or something. Mind like one of the things like, because yeah, I feel like I can be both in the sense of um, if I have to meet a lot of new people, like in the community living situations we lived in, for example, the first day you're meeting like 30 new people and I actually do pretty well with that first day like I might be a little nervous but once people are talking especially where people are from all around the world I love meeting people and getting to be like oh where are you from like how's this but then like the second week of that school I was so done with everybody like and they were all some like some amazing like lifelong friends that I'm gonna have but it was around the second week of living I think I lived with like nine girls and then we were in a class of uh, 21 students or something like that, or no, 11 students and then our staff, whatever, still multiple mm-hmm. people. Like you're never alone ever. Right. And like we were in the van and I think one girl was just like breathing. She just sighed and I was like, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> so, it's, so I definitely like, I like the solitude to recharge or whatever that is. And like, you know, being married, Chris is also pretty introverted. So our time together qualifies as like, alone time like if we're that you know it gives me the same amount of like energy back but yeah so I'm like I'm good to start out but I definitely need a minute to myself eventually but I would just like go on a solo walk or something like that or maybe if everyone was going out into the city one night I'd stay home like just not all the time but just a little bit so but anyway like I guess that kind of oh that's what I was gonna say uh if you don't mind I what you said about it like being a decision and this yeah. I guess can segue into like the next few things that we kind of had roughly to talk about again super unstructured yeah. but going to that school um I was just coming out of college and I had my friend group like pretty tight-knit and um again I had gotten kind of quiet in some of my classes it depended on the class sometimes I was super active and like interacting with the professor and sometimes I was similar to you the professor Mm -hmm. would ask a question and I knew the answer fully well and would not raise my hand there was actually one class where no one knew the answer and I did and no one was raising their hand and it got really silent for actually a super long time and I was like you know what you know it raise your hand raise your hand and I just like (laughs) couldn't do it so I've definitely had some of that but I I was leaving everybody I knew in my hometown. I was leaving kind of an annoying relationship situation. Like I was just stepping into this whole new area and I decided, I was like, I'm going to try everything. I'm going yes. to talk to as many people as possible. I, If they say we're all like jumping in the lake in our clothes, I'm going to do it. Like, yes. And it's funny because Chris actually, um, when he was flying over to New Zealand, that's where we met, he had the same thing as like another introvert. He was also like, I'm going to make the most of this because we didn't want to leave this life-changing and honestly expensive school that we yes. went to having just like been in our bubble the entire time so it was like we want to get the most out of this and it might be uncomfortable we might get tired of people sometimes but we're gonna say yes to as many opportunities as possible and just like go for it and that was so worth it and that's how I handle as much as I can in life like just say yes go to the party you might not want to go to not all the time you know 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 what you need and be comfortable with yourself but like if you can say yes just try it out and that's kind of maybe the first steps to getting over like severe introversion or shyness that's so true oh my gosh I love that that's like perfect in every way um and that's so interesting I I'm trying to remember I think I do remember you expressing that you were excited to get the most out of this I don't know if we sat down and had a full-on conversation where you're like I'm going to just like you know take every opportunity and like not going to be shy I don't think you said it in those words to me but I do remember that part of that I know it's kind of like a side note but yeah, yeah that's so interesting well it just reminded me of what you said of like it came down to a decision of like I do not want to miss out anymore yeah Mm -hmm. Right. And then as we're talking about this, for those of you who are listening, I know that sounds 
we know that we're making that sound oversimplified, that like a decision, like, oh, we just made a decision. Yeah. But we're trying to express to it that there were things leading up to that that like gave us confidence to make that decision or that kind of pushed us to feeling like we were on the final straw. So we had to make that decision yeah. or, you know, just external factors. So pay attention to those too if things are pushing you to make that decision. But um, it's going to benefit you in so many ways yeah. if you can make that uh, make that decision. I find it a lot easier when I'm in a crowd of people I've never met before, which is funny that it might not resonate with as many people. Because sometimes if it's a group of people I roughly know, like acquaintances, that's almost worse because they might like have some idea of how I'm supposed to be or I don't know. But especially if I'm like, say, traveling and I want to try a new coffee shop I've never been to before in like a new country and I might get nervous because I don't know like – they have different names for the coffee and like the currency is different and I get all nervous. Normally I'd like, yeah, I'd get nervous. I wouldn't want to order and maybe I ask somebody else to, but I'm like, I'm brand new people. I have never spoken to any of these people. I will probably never see them again. And that actually is a super helpful, like kind of jumping off point. Yeah. So like, even if you mess it up, it's like, oh, whatever. They might have a funny story to tell, but like they're not going to be there to hang it over you in the rest of your life. So, and then it was kind of easier to apply those to the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And then I was also like, I used to be pretty self-conscious about appearance and stuff too, just from like, Beth and I talked about it kind of in our intro episode of like being bullied and stuff. It makes you a little more self-conscious. And then again, honestly, somewhat recently, maybe at age like 22 or 23, Mm. I was like, do you know what? I am literally not 14 anymore. I am too old to care about what people think about me. Like if I get embarrassed out in public or... I come across somebody who maybe doesn't like me that much or maybe they think my outfit's weird. I literally am too old and too busy to care. Like something just kind of clicked in the last couple of years. So definitely this wasn't an overnight thing. But in the last couple of years, I'm just like, I do not have to care what they think about me. I really don't. So that's so good. That's so true. Yeah. Not caring what people think about you is such a hard transition to make because there's going to be days where you're like, you feel good about that. And some days where you just can't get that out of your head. You know what's yeah. interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Something that helped me is spending more time in cities um, with that concept specifically because Mm -hmm. um, people would tell me that. They'd say like, oh, just don't care what people think. Um, People aren't paying attention to you. But in a small town, growing up in a small town, tell me if you experienced this too. That was a very unbelievable phrase because people would say, oh, we saw your daughter doing this. Oh, you know – like it, oh, yeah. so that wasn't believable. When someone said people don't care, I was like, "That's not true." I think they do care. I think they are watching. I think I do. I think they do notice. Everyone knows everything, right. and they'll tell your parents about it. Yeah. Oh my god. Or your friends, or like, oh, are you the person who this that when you meet new people? Um. So getting into a city more, not only living in a city, of course, but just visiting cities, and you, of course, have been to a lot of cities during your travels too. Noticing that people in everyday life, they're taking pictures in public no one cares. They are talking loud. No one really cares. It's a passing moment. You know, yeah. everyone is doing certain things that no one is really, it's not stopping the world. It's not making everyone turn and look at you. No one is judging. And so kind of remembering if I pass by someone who's doing X, Y, Z, and it doesn't bother me, I'm not judging them, then people are not going to be judging me either for the same things. Yeah. And just watching how people work in the world in cities and nothing is really a big deal helped Ooh, a lot. I love that. And yeah, similar like when there's more people that you don't know. So yeah, I actually forgot about this. I would totally go to church on Sunday and someone would be like, I saw you, like, blah, blah, blah. Not a bad thing. It's sweet. It's a small town thing that I do miss, but you are just like, ah, if I could do one thing. (laughs) No, I totally get that. Do you remember one time we were being so goofy in a store and one of our teachers saw us? Do you remember that? (gasps) Yes, I do. For those of you who are listening, Ava and I used to love going into like, Ross, right? Ross, TJ Maxx, mm-hmm. what have you. And we loved doing this thing because we're goofy children. We did it multiple times. This happened often. Yeah. Yes. Well, usually I think if it, was, if it was like your mom picked us up from school and she was going to Ross or something. We would yeah, just so she'd take her shopping. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'd go to the shoe section and we would be like, okay, you pick out a pair for me. I'll pick out a pair for you. Or we'd go like, okay, let's see who can pick out the most obnoxious pair. So we'd go and get like crazy shoes. We'd usually end up getting something that had like, you know, nine inch heels or something. Yeah. The highest heels we could find the most uncomfortable. Yeah. The worst part would be when they were hooked together. Do you remember when they used to like hook shoes to each other? So you couldn't walk in them? Yeah. But we'd still put them on and try to walk. And so we were one time like falling And try to like run. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, we would try to want. I forgot about that part. No, we were. So clearly, we, we didn't care what people thought sometimes because we were being absurd in this Ross one day. This is one of those examples of when I would, like, Ayla would allow me to get into our friendship bubble, and I was just like, we right. just have fun. But we were also so like, fun. We're laughing. You know, we'd be trying to be quiet, but also like having fun. Oh, yeah. So funny. Anyways, one time we were in the middle of doing that, and we turned around, and there was a teacher. You know, yeah. That we I think we came it. around an aisle and we saw him walking around, and we were like, <laughs> like, and we like ran back into the aisle, took our shoes off, and like ran away. No, yes. do you remember this part? The worst part of that was like, yeah, we were in Ross, and we were like, oh my gosh, embarrassing, haha. And then I go to school on Monday, and I have that teacher for a class, and he was like, hey, Ayla, I saw you and Beth in Ross the other oh, day, no. and I was like, <gasps> and I was no. like, oh. and I was trying to keep it cool. I was like, maybe he didn't. Maybe, surely he saw us somewhere else. Maybe. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you saw. And he was like, I think you were trying on shoes. No, exactly no. like that. <laughs> he did not. He did not. And I was um, like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> I mean, again, oh, I don't. I again, I am a girl. I, how old would we have been? Fifteen, sixteen, and I'm a grown person oh, now. And I just laugh about it. And honestly, that, those are canon events. Those are things that just shape you. Everyone must right. go through it at some yeah. point. And if your childhood's any fun, <laughs> yeah. If you're fun, you're going to be embarrassing yourself. And that's another thing too. Uh, that's another phrase that helped me too. Is like, um, there's kind of like two parts to it. Something really fun is probably going to be either scary or you're going to be worried about it being embarrassing. Like to get right. that level of fun, sometimes you have to go through uncomfortableness, if that makes sense. Um, like I don't, an example of that is like if you want to go bungee jumping, there was this girl who was like afraid to go. And I heard the guy say like, but this is what you came here for. And like you didn't think you're going to get this much fun without being afraid, did you? And so like that's mm. a good way to think Ooh. about. And if you're with your friends and you want to be like just stomach cramps, tearful eyes laughing, guess what? People are going to hear you. Like and that's okay. You may be doing yeah. something that could be perceived as embarrassing, but don't be embarrassed because I think anyone who's watching you knows that you're just having fun. Yeah. And it's a- but it was, again, it was a good balance in our friendship too because again, like, yeah, I remember walking like at the lake or really in any store and just talking loudly. And sometimes it wasn't bad. It depended on what I was talking about. Yes. But Beth had, to te- Beth had to teach me about my surroundings, surroundings. <laughs> and being aware of my surroundings. I don't think I would insult people personally. Like I wouldn't no, be like, wouldn't. look at that stupid kid. It would just be about Never. whatever. But, um, you know, it would probably be whatever random conversation we were having. Yeah. I think I... I think I remember, oh, this is such a niche memory. I don't even know if you'll remember this, but it was a I few will. weeks after my sister. Okay. Hmm. Should you not say it? I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. It was a few weeks after my sister's wedding. Okay. This was mm-hmm. a while ago. This was in 2015. And for that wedding, I basically just had to wear, like, I didn't bring the proper setup for my dress. So I just had to wear, like, a long slip with it and, like, oh. no, no, like, underwear. And I think I was just telling you that story really loud in yeah. Ross one day, just really loudly. And I was like, then I couldn't wear any underwear. And you were like, okay. You were like, you you need to think about what you're saying. You need to think about where we are. And I was like, I'm so sorry. So it was like, it was a good thing. Like I needed some of it for sure. Cause you'd be like, you're surrounding. Right. <laughs> that is funny. I would always say the word surroundings. It became one of our inside jokes. So it was the word surroundings. And you ended up, as I got more outgoing, you ended up saying it to me a couple of times too. And that's, that's again, true. just one of those examples of how we just were perfect for each other. Like you drew, drew me out of my shell so I could really just like become the person I was supposed to be. And then also, yeah. like, there were moments where we had to be mindful that, like, oh, we're in, we're in. We didn't want to be annoying to everybody. Yeah. 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 You were never saying anything insulting. You did not do, you were not a gossip. That, again, we've talked about that before. You were not a gossipy person. You were not someone who insulted people. Like, you're the kind of person that, you know, people wish they had as a friend and people mm-hmm. should be. You were not a gossiper or anything like that. So it was never, I was telling you to be quiet for the surroundings because of what you were saying, unless it was something that could just be embarrassing to be like yelling. Like yeah, that. it would just be like random or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Right. Or just that we were being a little bit loud and people, I didn't want people to complain or something or, or just, yeah. I, that's a big thing for me. My family actually used to get annoyed with me for that. They, I would always tell my sister's like to be quiet in stores, like not like, oh, shut up, but just like talk quieter because they'd be yeah. so loud and everyone would be looking at us. So sometimes it wasn't right on my end. I'd be like, oh, can we be a little quieter? Just because I was feeling shy, not because right. you were doing anything wrong. So, you know, there was right. both. 
Yeah, no, I was actually telling Chris about that the other day. We were out getting lunch, and uh, we were both talking fine, but I told him there was a time where I used to just, yeah, like, talk super loud getting food, because my mom would tell me the same. She'd be so, like, oh, so, no, it, was, it was a life lesson, for sure. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. It's me. Be like you are shouting. I'm loving this, but it's also one of my favorite things about you when we were kids. Like I loved that you were just like you. Oh, I just love it. you. Just didn't care because there was nothing to care about. You weren't doing anything wrong. You were just like you were the one. You go order the food. You do like I don't even know. I loved it. I loved. Obviously, we we're best friends for a reason. I loved everything about you. Oh, oh, that's so crazy oh. though. I kind of wanna. I want to shift to the one like minuscule note that I made for this <laughs> outline and that kind of goes back into <laughs> the one bit of effort that I put to this outline um, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about um so we were talking about getting over shyness by putting yourself like in uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. um oh that's what it was okay actually sorry before I get to my point that was another thing so you were talking about like going to cities helped you for me it was going to the gym. And oh, that's, yeah, I used to be terrified. You probably remember like in high school and stuff, yeah. I was like, you will not catch me dead there. And like all through college, yes. I didn't really, I didn't work out or care about fitness or anything like that. Um, Cause that's a pretty big passion of mine that I have right now. Mm-hmm. You like years ago, I could not, I would make fun of people who went to the gym and like, that. I was really intimidated by this whole idea of like gym bros. I was like, I'm going to go in there and everyone's going to stare at me. They're going to laugh at me. And it's actually funny. This could be a different conversation, but, um, most people like 95% of people that you're scared of in the gym are so kind and like, so willing to help you out with stuff. Like i think I've only had an encounter with like two people in the few years I've been going to the gym who bother me and they're just like, you don't have to care about those people. They're just being annoying. Like you do not have to care about them. But I was so scared to go. And when I met Chris, he had been going to the gym. Like that was something he really liked and cared about. Hmm. I wanted to share that with me. And I was like, no. And I was terrified the first few times that we went into a gym and I didn't know how to use the equipment. Like, didn't know how to use the equipment, didn't know what to do. So I, the more I got interested in it, I watched more YouTube videos about how to use equipment and um, Mm -hmm. times I got to go with Chris really helped me because he could just show me. But there were some of the first few times he, like I'd try to adjust the seat and I didn't know how and it would make me so nervous and I would get so like, (sighs) and like freak out. And then anytime somebody glanced my direction because people glance directions, I would freak out that they were watching me. Um, Anytime there was like a very fit male in there I was like he's gonna make fun of me he's gonna laugh at me he's gonna blah, blah, blah. months of being in the gym I realized everyone's just focused on their own thing everyone is in there to work out and go home especially the gym we go to now it's not like a big chain it's a local one so um which is nice just kind of very serious people go there so they're all focused on their own stuff unless you're doing something that can injure you no one cares Nobody cares what you're doing. Nobody cares how much weight. That was the other thing I was nervous about because Chris is, you know, he's a man and he's strong. So he put like super big weights on his barbell. And then mine was like, eh, the little five pound one. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. And he was like, it's just because you're a girl and you've never been in the gym before. Like you'll get, you'll progress. But nobody, nobody cares about what you're lifting. Nobody cares about what you look like. No one cares what you're wearing. Like, and that applied to so many situations in life. Like, yeah, generally everyone is just kind of like working on their own thing and now I'm I'm completely comfortable going there alone I will happily like fail a lift or figure out a machine or ask for help like I I'm more comfortable in there now because I learned it's a really helpful and good environment to be in and if anyone ever wants to go to the gym and they ask somebody for help and that person's rude they're just being rude they do not reflect (laughs) the majority of people going there generally anyone you ask for help should like help you and stuff but that was another that was like one of the last big things of social anxiety that I had was a place like that and it took a few months but now like that really helped apply to a lot of other a lot of other situations so yeah that is so cool I definitely relate to that experience so much um just with I don't go to the gym right now but just in general and I know that if I did start going in I'd be so nervous but I love hearing that I love hearing that too from someone who is usually really good about being outgoing but that you still have moments where you feel like that but you know what that made me think of um the kind of the concept of like 
we spend so much time, especially for people who are shy or who, who are introverted, we spend so much time trying to convince ourselves that the negative will happen, like literally so much time. Think right. about the thoughts that kept going over your head. Oh, they're looking at me. They're judging me. They're this. That's us spending time convincing ourselves of the negative. What if we put effort and energy into trying to convince ourselves of the optimistic version of that? Like what if we like like looked at it like a problem, like, oh my gosh, what is the evidence that these people don't care? What is the evidence? Yeah. You know, I like, really try to break that down. So that's something that also I think yeah. helps if you can try to look at it that way. Try to convince yourself, like look at it like evidence. Try to convince yourself that the opposite is true. If you're trying to be negative and like scared, try to like gather evidence that the opposite is true. Yeah, if that makes sense. That's the best way I can think yeah. of it. Well, that kind of – that goes perfectly to something else I had. Um, yeah, because it's so true. It's so human nature, especially if you have more anxious tendencies to go to the negative. Mm-hmm. And that does bring up, like, mindset, which is something I've been thinking about, honestly, for only the last, like, month or so, mm-hmm. like, how much your mindset affects the rest of your life. But something okay. that I learned about in church a couple of years back was the concept of inferior pride. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of that before. I've but- never heard of that. So there's pride, like one of the seven deadly sins, I guess. And when we think of pride, we usually think of like, I'm better than everybody else. Everyone should be graced by my presence. I, you know, I bring this to the table and I'm just so great. That's superior pride. There's inferior pride, which is nobody's going to like me. Everyone's looking at me. Nobody wants to talk to me. It's like the Eeyore of the group like oh like I won't bother because it's not going to be good anyway that is another version of pride and the reason why when you tear yourself down you are being prideful you're being prideful because you're being self-absorbed you're focusing on yourself you're preoccupied with yourself so you're still not considering your surroundings and the people around you and um I didn't realize this when I learned about this I realized I was a huge like sufferer I guess of inferior pride constantly thinking that people um especially coming from like a slight bullying history, I thought very much all the time that anytime I was in social situations, I was like, these people secretly don't like me. They don't like what I'm wearing. They don't. And that's a form of inferior pride and not to make people feel bad, but to make you think it's not an emotion that you should carry with you because it's not good because pride is the love of the self. And this is a way to do it while still um, talking down on yourself. I'm trying to think, I have a little article pulled up on it to help me like put it into words. But uh, many don't expect to find pride in their hearts when they're failing. In fact, people often view failure as an opportunity um, for humility. But pride is ultimately self-preoccupation. A prideful person thinks about himself. He's ambivalent to others and he forgets God in it. So instead of rejoicing in the success of others and trusting in God's sovereignty, a prideful person concerns only himself. And that blew my mind when I learned that being self-deprecating and self-degrading is another form of pride and it's something to then work on and ask God to help that in your heart. And I started checking that in low moments because I tend to do a lot of like self-deprecating humor. Like that's just, and I don't, I I think it can be harmless, but I started really catching myself when, um, and it can really, it can apply in anywhere. It can apply in your friendships. It can apply in your dating life, your marriage, your relationship with your parents. Like anytime that I let my emotions get the best of me, um, I'll do an example with friendships because that's kind of what we're talking about. But like if a group – if I come around the corner and a group's in a circle snickering and I'm like, oh, they're probably laughing about me again. Have they ever laughed about you? Has there ever been any evidence that your friends are doing that? And then you go up to the group and they're like, oh, like, you know, so-and-so did something really funny and we were – it wasn't about you. But you immediately made it about yourself and it wasn't. So I really started – working on that with God. And Beth, I don't know if I know you said you still maybe struggle with shyness. So um, I just try to really catch myself in those moments where I'm like, is this a valid concern for like my actual safety, my physical safety, or is this me being prideful and making the situation about myself? And I heard, um, I heard this other business like entrepreneurship podcast where they talk about that's the same deal with imposter syndrome. It's you having inferior pride because you're caring too much about what your clients think about and not the service you're providing to them and anything like that. And so you have to like let that go and walk into it being like, I provide this service. I know I do it well because of the education I've invested in it. If the client has something negative to say about my appearance or my personality, that's on them. It's not on me. 
I don't even know what to say right now. My mind is blown. I have it's never crazy. heard of inferior pride in my life. And I I'll try like- to find a sermon on it because they word it probably way better than I could. But that's the idea. Oh, no. I love what you said. Dude, the one thing you said to like pride is ultimately self-occupation. Holy cow. Holy cow. That's so true. And that lined up so well with what we've been talking about the last five minutes, I think, because so many examples of us thinking at the gym, everyone's looking at us. Really? Why do you think everyone's looking at you? What do you think is so Mm. special about you that everyone's looking at you? Yeah. Or like taking pictures at a new place. It doesn't matter. No one cares. You're not you're not a celebrity. Like, dude, that is so, I love It's humbling yourself and not humbling because people also think humbling as in I have to be like, oh, I'm not that great. I'm not. Humbling is not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. Oh my gosh. What? Yes. I didn't come up with that. That is a other saying. I'm not that wise. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not that wise. Oh my gosh. What? Wait, that's amazing. Wait, humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's, it's thinking, thinking of yourself less. So even in those situations where you're like, oh, what are they going to think of me? What am I going to do? Me, me. Just take a pause. Observe what everyone else is doing. And like you're putting the spotlight on yourself. And then it'll come out in your actions too. You're going to be the one sitting in the corner. You're going to be the one moping. And now the attention's on you because you're being weird. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, this is so good. I think that you just poured in some wisdom that, number one, I wish I had, um, you know, 10 years ago. No, it's still it's still a good reminder no matter where people are in their in their life because I think sometimes even not shy people have moments of like you said this applies to also imposter syndrome so they have moments of being yeah. shy or having imposter syndrome start to creep in so that's a really really great way of saying that and I honestly feel like you just totally summed that up so well I don't feel like I have much else to say on this topic oh. well like, yeah no I really enjoyed this because I know it started out kind of um, with your story in it and you overcoming it, but it was just cool to kind of like see how it unfolded. Cause I kind of forgot some moments where I used to be nervous like that until I remembered like, yeah, the gym and healing from past like unfortunate friendships. So I kind of forgot about some of that, which is good, which means it's been like in the past for a while, but I just really, yeah, I really hope that encourages other people listening because, uh, when I learned about that, like inferior pride and stuff and overall, like I said, getting into mindset a lot more. Sometimes it is a harsh decision of I am not going to be this way anymore. And of course, it doesn't apply to everything. There's there's really hard things like addiction and severe mental health problems that are going to take a lot more work than that. But generally, a lot of the problems where you're worrying about yourself in your life can be solved with a mindset change of deciding I'm done feeling this way and what are the actions I can take to live that out? Who are people that can keep me accountable in that? So. I like that. Yeah. What are the actions we can take to live that out? Because it's not going to be an overnight change. You can make the decision overnight and start having or start seeing change the next day, but it's also going to take, um, it's still a battle. It's going to take decisions every day to make that come into play. Um, yeah. All right. Well, um, we will certainly share a more concise summary of what we said here on Instagram of like our tips for this, because we really enjoyed right. to just chat about this, but we, we had some wisdom we wanted to impart and some tips for getting over being shy, um, whether it's just for your personal life or if you have a job that requires that. Um, so be sure to follow us on Instagram at art of intention podcast, and, uh, be sure to tune in next week for another episode. Um, if you want to look at our other past episodes, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts and on Zencaster, um, you know, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, yeah, we'd love for you to listen and give us a rating um, and then comment. Always reach out to us if you have any new ideas. You can email us at um, artofintentionpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, we will see you guys there. Bye. Bye.